Welcome back to part three of the old guys look at the roster. I, I don't start this the same way anytime I do this, but what the heck. Um, so again, we're taking a look at the 2022, the end of the 2022 season, uh, what roster moves that could be made, what we would do, what our opinions are. And we have already done the goalies and defenders in one and the midfielders in another. And today it's the forwards and maybe a little discussion on just overall planning at the end, if we have time. Oh yeah. We got to throw that in. So uh, <laughs> is there a logic to how we start this one? Low price, the, the big debate ones. Um, Let's just start with the big debatable one, I guess is the, I got, well, I guess it, I don't know. My, <laughs> my, my opinion on the debatable one may be, may be questionable basically, I guess. Um, uh, let's do what we did last night and start with the guys who are out of contract first, I guess, is the best way to do it. Um, so that would be uh, Kyrie Shelton would be the first one up because he is out of contract. Well, he's has an option for 2023, and that's uh, all that's left. He does not have any guaranteed years left on his contract. Uh, 350000 is his uh, cap hit. Um this is one I know we've said this for quite a few guys. Nice guy, but it's time to move on, in my opinion. Robert. Well, that was short and sweet, Mike. <laughs> I I don't know what else to say. I mean, he All is right. he he is one of the I I almost said polarizing. Polarizing isn't isn't the right word. He is one of the most he, he's a lightning rod for comments there we go yes a <laughs> lightning rod for comments is a very good way of putting it he is a very much a lightning rod for comments and it's not all entirely his fault i would no. say um it i think in part it is because he's the one that in the end that is on the field and was responsible in the number nine role to be a goal scorer and wasn't scoring goals but um i don't think that is entirely on him but that said, he turns 30 next next year. He is 350000 I think you can find a more reliable, better, uh, younger, well, I don't, better, younger uh, player who can fill the fill minutes that he would take as a third slash fourth winger and third forward, basically. Of course, the longtime proponents have said, He's good defensively. He works hard. True. He uh, provides, as Mike just alluded to, depth on the wings, and he's best on the wing. I think we all know that. I think Kyrie knows that himself. I think the coaching staff knows that. He's best on the wing. So nice to have ex MLS experience depth there. He's athletic. Uh, he, he can give some fits to defenders because of that. Uh, all true statements. Nice guy. All true statements. But, and I've been saying this for a while, he's the worst soccer player on the team. And by that, I mean his skills on the ball, his soccer IQ is not terribly strong, in my opinion. Um, he doesn't use his physicality as well as he should. So, uh, yeah, I think I, I definitely agree. I don't know what that thinks, that it is time to move on, put somebody else in his spot, just uh, there's better out there that we can we can find for cheaper. I have to agree. Um, 
again, he's a, he's a nice guy. And this is one of the things that will tear me up is saying this. If I had to make the decision officially, if I was the guy in charge, uh, you know, it would, it would be tough because he is such a nice guy and he does work hard and all that stuff. Uh, it's like, it's one of those things you said, Mike, it's, he is to blame because he's the one that's there. Well, no, it's the coaches to blame because they put him in a spot that maybe isn't his best success spot. I mean, if you put Fontas at center forward, would you blame Fontas or the coach? You know what I mean? So it's, it's a little bit of I I don't really blame him at all. I do think that he's probably, uh, he's been more successful as the guy who doesn't score, but does all the other things to help the team. I think that really took a downturn this year from that aspect of what he has been beneficial in the past. And I do wonder how much of that is uh, mental that he's heard all the comments. He's heard the booze. He's heard that stuff. And that's gotten the to exasperated him. size, co- the collective exasperated <laughs> size from everybody in the stadium. Yeah. Um, no, it, it, that is fair, but you are correct. He, the little things that got him the credit in the past were not happening this right, year, the, especially the longer it went with him as, as right. starting number nine, we, you got less of the holdup play, less of the finding passes. I mean, I remember looking at the, uh, the, the passing maps uh, as late on in when Shelton was the starter before I got started, took over the role and how little he was involved in the attack. He was, it, it was a black hole in the middle of the attack, basically, because he yeah. was not there. He, he wasn't getting the ball, period. And whether that was them not getting him the ball because they don't trust him with the ball or him just not doing the work to get open to get the ball. Um, I don't know which one it is, but he, he was a the ball didn't go to him anymore. It just didn't. Or if it did, it didn't stay with him. Um, yes. And again, I, I hate to be really super negative on Kyrie because the years when he was been very beneficial to the team and they were very high scoring and he didn't score a ton of goals and people complained that he was terrible nine, but yet the team was really successful. So he did contribute to that, but he just did not do that this year and it kept getting worse than better. Well, so, even then, Thad, those results were not tied directly in a major way to Kyrie Shelton, in my opinion. Uh, so that that argument never held much water with me. But uh, stats-wise, positive stats for Kyrie this past season. His pressing is the second best in the forward line percentage-wise. His aerial winning factor is second best, though it's dramatically less than Johnny Russell's. Um, the other stats, none of the other ones are complimentary, just, but those two do yeah. show him in a positive. So I, I think we all agree. So, I mean, yeah. there's no reason to pile on poor Kyrie at this point <laughs> next up Mike oh uh, let's go with the um, let's go with the two DPs I guess um, Johnny Russell and Alan Polito um, Russell under contract through the end of 2023 with a 2024 option um, Polito through under contract through the end of 2023 Um Russell, I'll start there. Club captain. Um, I don't see him going. That that this is an easy one for me. He's not going anywhere. He is on a. He, he is a DP, so salary is what it is. It's two million according to the players' union, but he he still bring. He's he he's the one guy that I can see on the field that 
uh, other than maybe Roger, who lights a fire under people's assets, basically. And you need a player like that. You need a player who will bite at you, basically, whether you're on his team or against him. Somebody, somebody that has some fight in them, and Russell still has that. So I don't see any reason at all to get rid of him. And and it's not even a, a likely option because of the contract. But Robert, yeah, I mean um, his production obviously has been down this year, like everybody else's. Uh, eight goals leads the team. Of course, that's bolstered by PKs. Um, you know his taking people on on the wing outside and trying to dribble them has gotten a little tiresome. Um, I like it. More still leads the goals though. Yeah, it, right. It, not as often. Not not as often, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. the, the opener against Minnesota was due to right. his, it, and I'm pretty sure the other own goal this year came from that, although I can't remember it off the top of my head. Yeah, I just wish he would, you know, do some, cut more inside a little bit, uh, kind of drift inside a little bit more sometimes and, and use the abilities he has there because um, he can shoot a nice ball curler to the far post with that left foot of his. So I wish he'd try that a little more often. Um, but um, yeah. I agree totally with what you said, Mike. He's the fiery guy out there. He's he never stops working, never stops stops running, and uh, never stops harping at either the refs or his or his teammates. <laughs> and he uh, in that last game, he also should have earned a PK because he uh, got taken down and there was no call. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I I thought so. Never saw re- I saw the one replay they did in the stadium, and then I, I didn't see it again until it was on instant replay this week where uh, right. both Weeby and Davies said it should have been a PK and seen it again there. I don't see how it wasn't a penalty kick. Yeah. Uh, same. I, I saw it live and I was on that end, but it was on the far side of the goal. So I was not a hundred percent sure until I saw the replay. And um, yeah. anyway, that's not the reason to keep him. Uh, the reason to keep him is he's uh He's the captain. He's going to give you uh, honest answers. He's going to, he, his heart's on his sleeve. He's happy. He's mad. He's energy. Um, and I just, I couldn't see a, a forward line without him at least being one of the options to be in so there right now. What I'll say is let, let's put it this way, going back to our conversation from the midfield one, this is one that included that's going to lead to a lot of, questions for next year basically i think is going to be the is the theme that as we're going through this that i keep coming back to there are a lot of guys that we're keeping or that we say we should keep that come next year is going to be the bigger question for them i think and that includes russell who has a 2024 option and it's going to depend on his what what his contribution is next year in my opinion, basically, as to whether you pick that up, especially at the DP level. So you're previewing 33 at this time next year? Yeah. So you're previewing the 2023 discussion now? (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Part of my role is to give everybody a little bit of crap every once in a while. Um, No, but it's fair. He's going to be a bigger question next year. Uh, So we all agree there's no movement of Johnny Russell. No. Can I throw out one stat? Yes. Sure. He is the worst pressing forward statistically wise out of all the guys that we're discussing here tonight. So part of his game uh, would be good to improve, but uh, he's, he is who he is. It's part of his game that probably is not going to change. Exactly. No, <laughs> not not going to change at this point. And, so. 
he's he, he may not be the best at the pressing as a forward, but he's also one of the ones that I will quite often see back on oh, the yeah. defense, uh, oh, yeah. helping out Caden Pierre or somebody else. So right, right. There's there's always trade offs on every player. Yeah. Um, all right. Next up is the, the other designated player, Alan Polito. Um, the one that has, um, I guess, over the last week or so, become a major point of contention for a number of fans, especially with Agata. Uh, one Agata uh, maintaining his level of form as it is right now, and two uh, Matt Doyle with MLS in his. Uh, in in his uh, post game or post season uh, stuff that they're starting to put out for all the eliminated playoff teams, talked about sporting needing to look to buy Polito out. Um, the my feeling, I don't see Polito gone. I don't see sporting buying him out. Um, now, if they can find somebody good to back up Agata, I could see them potentially listening to offers if a Liga MX side comes in for it, but I don't see him one. I don't see them using their buyout on him. I'd much rather them use their one buyout on Rossell as we discussed in the midfield one. Um, but I just, I don't see Polito going away. I, I see a better chance of Agata getting some time out on the wing than I do seeing Polito gone. Robert, you want to chime in? Yeah, I mean, I think in our discussion boards, uh, a lot of good points have been brought up. If we were going to buy Polito out, wouldn't it have more likely been last year instead of this year? Uh, would have made more sense, you would think. Um, but at the same time, they didn't have a ready-made available option. Right, exactly. And because that wasn't Kyrie. Now, now you, you can, I don't want to say you can have that discussion now, but the discussion if you want to have it comes easier now that you have a forward who scored oh, yeah. seven sure. goals. Sure. But also, I mean, another thing you want to think about maybe is how would sporting look? I mean, unless they have a very negative uh, report from the doctors on Polito, how bad would sporting look if they bought him out right now and just said so long, buddy. I mean, that would not look good. Uh, you know, face, of the league, other DP candidates looking at Sporty and saying, oh, will they give up on their DPs when things go bad? I mean, you got to consider that factor. It may not be a major one, but I think it is a bit of a factor. But um, I mean, you know, think about this, though. Polito and Agata being up there available to play striker. I don't know if I agree with Agata playing on wing much, but could work. Well, we, uh, we, we, we know Vermes isn't going to play two forwards. So no. that, that's, that, that's how you, you either get him on the field that way, or you, I didn't put, mean two forwards. You do, yeah. <laughs> no, well, either, either you get both of them on the field by playing one on the wing or you drop Polito into the midfield. And in that case, you're taking off one of Kinda or Tommy to put him there. So it there, that in my opinion, is the more likely way you get both of them on the field is put yeah. one of them on the wing. Again, that's not what I was referring to, but there may be another way to do that, which I may read an article about later. But anyway, um, just having the option of both of them is a strong option. I mean, if Polito comes out, doesn't perform, you've got Agata there who can slide in. You know, Conversely, if Agata doesn't keep up his uh, form, you've got uh, Alan Polito there who's done before if Agata is the starter next year to begin with. So you've got options and those are nice options to have. 
sadly, I think if Polito is healthy, he's going to get the starts regardless of how. I would think so. I mean, Agata is going to have to like be tremendously informed better than Polito for him to get beat him out as the, yeah. the starter if Polito is even remotely healthy. Uh, right. And he's there's still a lot of big ifs to that. If Sporting was going to buy him out, it could be because they've discovered he's not healing well enough. Right, exactly. Well, it's not just a give up on him after a year of injury. I mean, it, there's there would be legitimate reasons for them to say. Right, not um, mention that. Yeah, it's it. Yeah. It would be great, but have a nice day. Um, <laughs> I I have a feeling that of him and Kenda, I almost believe that Polito will come back even more than I do believe Kenda will come back. And the only reason I say it is just because of where I've seen them, the little bit of training I've seen them do online. I've seen Polito walking around fine. The last time I saw Kenda, he was on crutches. Um, that doesn't mean he won't be in time. That doesn't mean he won't be ready in time for preseason or anything like that. I'm not saying that, but um, it's just, you never know how these guys will come back from those injuries. You know, even they could be walking around fine today. They may not be able to play for another six months. You just never know. Mm-hmm. So, I, but I just don't see, I don't want to get into that, that sunk cost fallacy thing of, well, we've already spent this much money on him. We don't want to waste that money that we've already spent on him, but I just don't think I, I just want him as an option to be that center forward next year. And I do, I almost feel like Vermees is getting better at this whole idea of switching guys off once in a while, especially when there is congestion. I know that's a little over optimistic maybe. But well, and I think I think what we learned this year is that having two legitimate or yeah, two legitimate forwards is a good thing to have. I mean, yes, we went through having two at every position. We, we, we went through 75 percent of this season with Kyrie Shelton being the only forward on the roster, basically. And um, and guys like uh, Janice and Duke. uh and shallowy, uh, I can't remember if Johnny filled in once at one point in there or not this Probably. year, but I think he did last year. Uh, so you just you're going with guys who that's not their strength. So at least have a guy that is that's his normal position, and it gives them a different look. I know Vermees is going to run out if eleven guys win; they're going to play the next game probably, right? But with a lot of congestion next year, with uh, stupid cups that are existing in the future and Open Cup and. I just remind Mike of that cup next year to see him grimace and drink another beer. Well, nobody right. likes unknowns. And that's the thing about Polito and Kinda. You know, yep. people get uncomfortable with unknowns. And uh, we don't know near as much as the staff does. So they're the ones making the decisions. And that's a, that's a good thing. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm more likely to trust them at this moment than some guy named Doyle. So we're all, we're all, in, we're all agree that. Polito will be back next year. Yeah. From what we know. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, since we've talked about them already, not that any of the next uh, three we're going to talk about, we think will be gone, but uh, Willie Agata under contract through the end of next season with two options left for 2024 and 2025. Um, Players union hasn't come out with their updated salaries since April. So we don't know where he stands salary wise. I would think it's a very, very compared to what he's his he's scoring at right now. I would assume it's a very, very friendly contract for sporting. At the um, moment, at the he, moment, he might get a new contract next year. That that is that is very true. But I I mean, 
yeah, I don't think we need to talk much here. I, he, I got Willie's going to be back. Um, Unless he commits actually... a major crime between now and the end of the season <laughs> or before hush, next season, he's going to be back. <laughs> all right. All in agreement. Yeah. All in agreement. I got to real quick um, uh, move on to uh, Jonis, I guess. Um, U22. Uh, U22 initiative player under contract through 2024 with a uh, 2025 option. Uh, he is, according to the Players Union, on a uh, little over 600,000. Um, he's 21. I don't see a reason to deviate here either, unless he absolutely wants to go back to Europe, and in which case you're trying to get a transfer fee for him to move back to Europe. Robert? Yeah, I agree for sure. Uh, potential is there. Um, you know, we all know he has that habit of wanting to dribble a lot. And I think he has broken that to some extent so far. <laughs> and I think he's slowly learning, you know, what Peter expects of him. And um, I can see him next year being significantly stronger of a player. So I'm a, before I answer my own opinion, I'm going to throw this question out to you because uh, he came in late this year didn't get a preseason was thrown into some games early um he got quite a he actually got a quite a few games i think but not a lot of time in every game how much better do you think he will be having an actual preseason and having a few months of experience to lead into that preseason you said stronger robert do you think stronger pushing daniel stronger um, I don't think so. I think he's going to be a utility man. He can play in different spots. He could play, you know, if we had to an attacking mid, he can play on either wing. Um, he can play as a false nine. So I think he he's going to get a any lot of the front four. Yeah. I think he can play, uh, like you said, all those, and he's going to get significantly more time. And I don't know. I think he'll maybe be what Shallowy was maybe a season before he exploded, you know, a type of a player, utility player, four, five, six goals, something like that, a few assists. I think there's a chance. I mean, he, the way he, so I'm going to backtrack uh, back to what Robert said about his dribbling and him getting better at not always dribbling. When he does, it, I could see him pushing for Johnny's spot, honestly, because with Johnny's liking to dribble like that, I could see him filling that role of just attacking players 1v1 and trying to either fire on goal or play the ball across the, the face there. I think his, I think he has the ability, the similar abilities to what Johnny has in that regard. And if he can get smarter with when to dribble at players and when to find those passes is the it is what's going to be what can take him to that next step so i would uh i would pretty much agree with all that i do think that having that preseason will make him stronger and he will compete for more smart starting time and and i will quad i will already qualify my next comment with it is a joke but after having said he can play any of the front four, I expect to see him at the left back position. <laughs> and, well, you, you had said games played. He's actually, if he subs into the final two games of the season, not start subs in, he will tie the club record for sub appearances in a season. So, yeah, he's, but, 
25. But minute-wise, he's only played about nine games of 90 minutes minute-wise. So, yeah, he, he's not played a lot. He, he's, he's not played a lot of minutes, but, yeah, he, he's been he, – he's getting on the field a lot, which is sometimes just as good. Yeah, that's a good so, sign. That yeah, I have a, I have a, I think it would be an interesting thing to look at, and we need to move on. But uh, and Mike, because I'm not going to do the research, but the amount of minutes per age. So like he's 21. How does that compare to the minutes Duke got? How does that compare to minutes that a 22 year old got over the last say two years? I, I think I did something like that a little while ago, but yeah, I think, I, I I think did you that. did. But I think I, think I did be- that with my my uh, the roster breakdown i did a pv's uh subbing last year i think yeah. i looked at all that i think it'd be worthwhile to update it with these guys as a i'll look. see if i get the time to look into something like that now mike you're not the kind of dad who keeps track of your kids playing minutes do you no i don't keep track of playing minutes no no i keep track of wins losses goals that Shots. sort of thing i don't i <laughs> shutouts all that no i no i don't keep track of as much of that i don't do that sort of stuff i uh at least to the level that i do with skc if 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 he did it with his son he'd have to do it with every player on the team because he would be just that anal yes (laughs) yes and i don't want to do that so all right so we're all in agreement with johnny's he's coming back for if for no other reason he's under contract then he's a player that's already here and we think he can grow a pretty big contract yeah yeah that's the only worry about that well, and, and like I said, I, if he wants to go back to Europe, I don't see how he does it without Casey getting a transfer fee. I don't see how Casey allows it without getting a transfer fee for him of some kind. All right. so, so next up on the list. Well, the next one is the last one on the list for the forwards is uh, another very easy one, considering he just signed a new contract with the team through, <laughs> uh, through 2026. Uh Daniel Shalloway. Um, I don't think there's much to say here. Um, he is going to get a, uh, a nice raise from the, uh, I would assume from the 500,000 uh, he's getting this year. Um, I would expect him to be on a TAM deal next year, honestly. Um, I, I don't see him not back. <laughs> he, he'll be back next year. All right, stat-wise, Mr. Shallowy leads the team in goal creation act- actions per 90. Uh, he is third in the team in pressing percentage, successful pressing. Uh, by the way, Willie Agata is tops. Um, and he is tops in, I'm sorry, second in expected goals, plus or minus. Um, so he's done a good job of finishing also, shots that he should. He also leads the team in goals and assists. Total, yep. Total he because he has eleven with uh, Russell and Agata behind at nine. So right. he's he's the top goal contributor this year. I guess would be the way to say that. All right. Uh, yeah. It's, there's no argument. I mean, there's just no way to argue that. All right. Um, <laughs> if he wasn't coming back, they wouldn't have signed him to the new contract. Right. Is is the simple answer, especially that one that long? Yeah. Yes. That, that's that's the simple answer to to the question on Shallowy. They wouldn't have it, it, he wouldn't be coming back if they didn't sign him to a new contract. Again, he would probably have to commit some crime in order for him to not come back. <laughs> um, 
I think we, all right. So we're through everybody. We've hit everybody yeah, on the that's, roster. That's all six forwards. So yeah, we're done. Uh, and, and of course, obviously there's always guys who can play a forward spot versus a midfield spot versus some other spot, but we've covered everybody now. Um, we, with our last nine minutes or so, put it all together. What, what would you do? And in there, I, the, with the, all the unknowns that are out there, what do you do? I'm, I'm going to start with Robert this time. Mike gets to pontificate first, usually. Well, as I, as I ask you guys before we started this, how are we going to kind of organize it and what is our goal here? I made the statement, and I think you guys agreed that this team, as it sits right now, it's roster construction, we agreed as a playoff team next year. Probably a lower seed, okay? But they're a playoff team. So the goal then, Mike said, was we want them to be a cup contending team. Okay. And the way you get them there, in my opinion, is we talked about, uh, you know, buying out Uri and getting a strong number six. Don't know if we can go DP level or the money's there or whatever, but that is a key component. And then uh, I also believe center back is somewhere we need to focus those efforts as well. So I think that can elevate us to where we need to be. Um, your guys' thoughts. So I went back and looked at the uh, list of players that I had said keep or or get rid of. And depending on what ends up happening with the likes of Zuzi and Espinoza, I have between 20 and 22 roster spots filled for next season. Um, I'm not going to get deep into the senior roster versus supplemental roster, which would probably make this an easier discussion, but that would be a whole nother podcast. Um, yes, I would. I would be talking for the next uh, ne- next forty minutes myself. Um, but uh, with that, again, as Robert said, a six, unless you're going to get another passing center back in there that is more athletic than Fontas. And actually, going back, I guess I could drop it to nineteen if you get rid of Zuzi, Espinoza, and both center backs instead of one, as I have on my list, which I think is the more likely option. But yeah, I center back, you need, you need an elite level center back. Um, and that's neither one of the ones we have. So keep one, one's got to go to fill in a spot. You get, uh, you get, Kinda hopefully back 100%. You get Polito back hopefully 100%. And I think that helps turn things around. You bring in an MLS quality backup to push or displace Pulse Camp for the time being at goalkeeper. Um, yeah, I I have questions about the uh, the the wing depth with only uh, Jonis right now um, with. Cut, cutting bait on Shelton. I think you need a MLS quality player at that position as well. Um, yeah, there, there, there's work for this team still to be able to compete for MLS Cup, in my opinion. If you dump some of the salaries we've talked about, there's a significant room there to, to do some uh, acquisitions, of course. Um, what do you think about the possibility of you know, you mentioned Agata playing out wide. You just talked about John East and the lack of depth there. Tommy can play out wide. Do you think that's something we might see as well? I mean, Kinda could even play out wide if we needed him to. 
And, and don't forget Duke. We mentioned him yesterday. He's playing and I, right. I, Cisneros, possibly. Yeah. I think Tommy can. I mean, the last couple games, I mean, he's basically been we we basically been playing with two left wings some of the time with him basically getting as high and as wide as shallowy a lot out there. Yeah, um, they've been basically trading spots right there with uh, Tommy's feet on the line right there. Yeah, so I mean, it, it's possible. I, I could see that, especially if we bring in a six that will uh, that can be a consistent starter. You can uh, push Voltaire up and push Tommy to the wing, give Shallowy a break out there for a night, or push Shallowy to the other wing, give Russell a break for the night. There, there, you you have a lot of room to be able to maneuver with uh, players that can play different positions, certainly. Peter loves having the flexibility to put players in different spots. He doesn't always do it as much as what we would like. Uh, I'm going to go backwards for a second. We just don't know what dominoes to start the first trigger, right? So if there's a, if there's a good six that they are already looking at, then that means Yuri goes, maybe Fontas goes, Izzy stays and you get another passing, you know, it depends on which type of six you get. If you get one, that's a good passing Ilya, a stronger Ilya, maybe you don't need Fontas to be the guy that's making those passes and you get another athletic guy on the left-hand side where you give Volador a chance more over there, whatever. There's, there's all these little different things. That's the, that's the difficulty with ever doing this, but I would definitely, I would lean towards keeping Fontas over Izzy just because of that passing ability and the unknowns that are out there. And I think Robert would probably completely 100% disagree with me, which is cool. <laughs> I always respect his, that's opinion. why we do this. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, is uh, I, I respect that difference of opinion. All right. Newsflash. And, and how does this impact things? If at all, Uri Rossell has been elected to the MLS PA executive board. Does that mean he's has to stick around or <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know exactly what that means, but the, the yeah. joke I saw today was something with regards to uh, that's good for Yuri because he uh, he knows how to continue to get paid, I think was, <laughs> was the joke that I saw today right. from right. somebody with regards to that. Um, but I mean, no, I, it, good for him in that regard. I don't think it has a huge factor because I think he can... Uh, uh, resign from the board if he were to not be in MLS next year. Um, yeah, or he could stay on the board as a MLS pool player. <laughs> can you be a retired uh, he, player and do that? You you can be on a guaranteed contract and still be with the league. I mean, technically, that's what Tyler Freeman is doing this year with Loudon. And he's on and a guaranteed contract. Grayson Barber is still getting paid. Yes, Grayson Barber is still on an MLS contract because it was guaranteed. So, <laughs> yeah, there there are guys that you can be without being on there yep okay we, we got to wrap it up very shortly here um is there anything we really should have covered in this conversation do we need to do another uh whole nother pot on just the full roster senior versus uh i am really not in the mood right now to no not now, not now. <laughs> um not but now. uh no i i mean i think I think it would require, I think something like that would need to wait until we actually know because then, because doing it now, we're just speculating on, we're, we're continuing to speculate, but we're taking the speculation another step up by dividing it out into right. the different levels of the roster. And then also who we'd expose in an expansion draft. 
Yes. Yeah, I was just going to say that worst case scenario, who might we lose in the expansion draft? I mean, who could that be? I don't think we're going to lose anybody in the expansion draft. Yeah. Because, I mean, I will we'll protect the starters and that and then everybody else beyond that is i don't well, you think, only get to I don't protect think 12 sing, right yeah but two of our starters right now are homegrown players right. that are automatically protected yeah yeah and our one and i don't think we'd protect roger um i don't think we'd protect fontas or ec or sweat um so that i mean you have indembe you have Volader. Um, Poles camp doesn't need protected. Yeah. Uh, Shallowing needs to go under the protection list this year because he's over 25. Um, you could probably leave Russell exposed because nobody's going to pick up that contract, or right, you leave right. Kinda or Kinda and Polito exposed because nobody's going to know how they're doing coming off injury and their right. salaries are going to scare people off. Well, even leaving them unprotected would scare people off, I think, because yes. then it would scream, right. maybe there is an issue. Exactly. Yeah. Right. We, we will almost undoubtedly have another one of these conversations when it gets closer to that time frame. Uh, anyway, I want to thank both of you. Uh, this has been a fun conversation, and I like actually getting in depth to all of this and not doing it as too much of a hot take type of situation. So I appreciate the conversation, guys. Thank you. And two seconds of last words. Thank you, sir. It's been good. All right. Thanks, guys. Take care. We're out.